0: Welcome everybody to the Bloker Joker podcast. My name is Cody Gellhausen at Squids Picks and with me is Matt Lawrence and also Adam Booth from SBR. Um, today we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to break down um, the video game scene, uh, eSports, CSGO, Dota 2, something a little different than we usually do on the podcast. How you fellas doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Adam, you're coming live from England. It's great to have you on, man. Seriously.
2: No, it, it's good. And, and Matt, you reached out on Twitter quite a while ago uh, when we crossed paths and uh, asked about this esports thing right away. So I knew you were genuine when you said uh, this past week, you know, do you want to come on the show and chat about it? Because it, it's it's not often that people prior to this uh, COVID-19 that are actually genuinely wanting to hear about esports. But uh, I know you guys have uh, some questions for me today. So looking forward to not talking too much alien and gibberish and uh, hopefully giving uh listeners some uh practical things to come away with uh, for yeah. the show yeah
0: absolutely and, and we really appreciate you being here and it's you're right man it's really kind of like your time to shine i mean kind of perfect storm <laughs> fell right in your lap people are paying attention now it's a good platform for you so um yeah uh, without further ado we can really just jump on into it um Matt, anything you want to jump on first? I mean, yeah, obviously,
1: obviously, you know, it's, we started this out as a soccer podcast and and Cody (laughs) and I have been doing some cashing of tickets in in other leagues like Mexico and whatnot now, trying to find anything that we can, but I just think that it was, it'd be great. I thought it would be great to have you on in general, just to, just to talk about something that, you know, you can cap um, at a high level. And, and maybe give some of the listeners, uh, you know, something in their back pocket. I know that you come off a nice day yesterday cashing a huge dog. Wasn't he like, I think it was eight to one
2: yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was the ninjas in pajamas. They, uh, they were, pre- uh, so we're going to talk about it. But from book to book, you find some very different pricing. But uh, the best line I found at Bet365 was, plus six fifty on okay. them and uh, but but all but then you include their plus one and a half handicap them to cover the the point spreads on individual maps and yeah it works out to you know like a nine ten unit day or something like that. Yeah. So wow, uh, that was
1: that was impressive. And I, mean, and I was happy to
2: be there for the ride. <laughs> it, it it's funny because I you know you don't know when you're posting stuff on Twitter who's following you sort of in the dark lurking and stuff like that. And I just got a bunch of messages from people saying, oh, nice call, brilliant call. And, and my approach is always the same regardless of sport. I'm betting as far as, you know, we're looking for value. And so the fact it came in is great that people happen to be on it that day. But if it hadn't, you know, I, I, I hope people aren't like, you know, I'm just flushing money down the drain trying to take a big dog like that. They never stood a chance, you know. So, uh, yeah, yesterday was a great day. Um, but uh, dogs have been absolutely rolling in uh, ECS Go leagues over the weekend.
1: Yes, yeah. Last week with the team Navu, that was nice. That was one that I jumped on as well. And yeah, and I, and I had
0: a question for you, kind of to jump off the top because you mentioned yeah, yeah. that. You know, you bet your play yesterday as you know you took the the spread on the maps. Is yeah. there different angles you take each day, or do you usually bet the spread on the maps? Do You bet the game. You bet the round uh, point spread. Um, What's really your ideas when you go into these each day, I guess you'd say?
2: Yeah, you know, there's so uh, the way the way the Counter-Strike. So we're going to we're going to focus on one esport today. And I love that you guys Mm -hmm. presented it that way, because when I get asked, you know, about esports, people generally just think, you know, he's an esports better. He bets all esports. So esports is the conglomerate of all professional gaming titles, Mm -hmm. CSGO, which stands for Counter-Strike Global Offensive is one of the three major um, titles for both uh, fan base and for betting uh, volume from the sports books. And on that basis, the, the community has sort of I'm gonna say blossom, but I also know that there's a, a ton of people that say it's a very toxic community and it's mm-hmm. you know very uh, uh, negative. A lot of underage betters back when there was skin betting, and um, but I'm gonna focus on the positive of it at the moment. And um, the the betting side of things really bloomed um, in terms of how we've seen uh, traditional sports books like your Pinnacle, your bookmaker, Bet three six five embrace esports they've they've taken counter strike to the point where now for live betting for uh, tournament props futures you can pretty much have your run of the roost as far as what you get to choose from so you know and every year it gets better i mean last mm-hmm. year we did was the first year we had live handicap betting so let's say you know um yesterday australis Astral- was playing ninjas um astralis had won the first pistol round so they're they're essentially they get the economic start in the half and uh, it's like an early uh, advantage. So let's say they go up three zero really quick there. You can live bet ninjas at, you know, a plus six and a half where you might've only got plus five and a half or or plus four and a half pre-match. And, you know, if I'm talking a year and a half, two years ago, you wouldn't not be able to bet a, pl- a live handicap. You could only get a live money line, or maybe not live lines at all. So we are seeing in- improvement with the markets available as more bigger books, um, more customers come through interested in betting it. So, yeah, you know, I'm promoting sports books um, with SBR, good sports books um, as far as you know their esports section, but it's it's because I think the more options a better has have a better has the more um options they have for beating particular markets like a live handicap so um so as far as my approach to begin each day it it sort of depends i do have a system um that pretty much all of my bets stem from based on current results and long-term results with particular lineups On particular maps so the competitive map pull for counter-strike is seven maps very small and you know in a best of three series you could see three of those seven maps come up so you get to see a lot of turnover on teams playing on what maps where their strongest positions are to have they figured out their terrorist side sorry I should just back up there's a counter-terrorist side and the terrorist side it's a very easy if if you checked it out yeah uh, well it's very easy to jump into and follow it's You've got a counter-terrorist team and a terrorist team. One team's trying to plant the bomb; the other team's trying to defuse the bomb. And you know these rounds are one minute, fifty rounds, I think, maybe one forty. And so they play out very quickly, so you can get you know a, a, a one map done in thirty-five minutes to fifty minutes most of the time if there's no overtime. Um, so it, it does keep the, the the viewer very engaged because you're not going to have you know like League of Legends or Dota. You know 15 20 minutes where there's almost no action sometimes um so so yeah as far as my approach uh, going back to your question it, it it varies depending on sort of the level of tournament the the price points beforehand so maybe i i generally try to just take a pre-series money line or pre-series handicap because it's easier for people tailing uh-huh. I do a lot of live betting um, or hedging or uh, map bets, but for the vast majority of people, they can't be around their computer, their mobile phone to log in, get a bet in before a round's already over and maybe the price has changed significantly. So I, uh, I don't post those just because it's so hard uh, to follow. So yeah, um, match money lines, match handicap, those are kind of the ones that I primarily uh, post publicly.
0: Yeah, and and that's where I was curious because I was, you know, obviously taking a look at everything that that goes on with CS: and ways to bet it. And I'm sitting there thinking, wouldn't the, I? This is just for me on the outside, personally. Wouldn't it be better to bet the map the maps itself, because you can take a look at each team and how they perform in each map and look at the statistics? Yeah. But obviously, I guess you look at play styles and who, you know, who they got on each side. But that's so
2: no. It's a great. It's honestly, it's a great question, and and generally, I don't get that question. Uh, from people unless they've been betting CSGO for a while. So that's like really insightful of you there, Cody. Um, What the reason? So with the higher levels of Counter-Strike, teams are going to be better on many more maps. They should be. So for example, if we went to um, the last big event, which was IEM Katowice in Poland, Nanos Fincier won it. And they, on their last, Let's see, they went three and zero, two and zero, two and zero, two and one, two and zero, one and two, uh, and two and one. So at that tournament, they traded maps twice, and then they beat the opponent on their pick one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. four times in a row to end the tournament. And so they played Astralis, which Astralis was I believe one, uh, like minus 400 or something ridiculous. And I was on, no, they're were, they were minus 300. And I was on Navi plus one and a half and money line And Navi won 2 16-5, 16, five, 16 five. And 16 is the number to, to win the map. You have to win by two rounds. Um, and we see this, you know, then they play Liquid. They two zero them. The better teams, when they're in form, the map is less important so if you're betting leagues like mdl which is um like a feeder league it's like a farm team league um or some of the other online leagues you're going to have teams that only have maybe three or four map map pools meaning they can only confidently play on particular maps and if they're playing better opposition who you would say isn't the best or wouldn't necessarily pick this map against the other top 10 teams in the world, those better teams have enough firepower to still beat the lesser teams, even though their map statistics might not be great. So while it's like, I'll I'll hear all the time, you know, this team is, you know, six and one on Inferno, the last seven maps, the last seven matches. Um, And you look at Inferno specifically, it's a very, uh, popular map a lot of teams get the basics right on it mm. and even though even though they might have a excellent win record like 80 90% on it you say there's no real advantage to what they're doing there's no real innovation they don't have anything that is going to blow the opposition out of the water Inferno Mirage um, are difficult maps to be very dominant on because so many teams are generally okay at them um whereas if you get like a nuke which astralis had like a 30 map win streak on from late 2018 into 2019 nuke is a specialist map where because of all the choke points and having an upper lower bomb site needing the best communication astralis got so good at that that nobody could touch them on it Mm -hmm. Um, and then they lose to navi 16 5 on it just you know two weeks ago and you say, so what the hell happened? Well, Na'Vi started on the CT side. They were prepared. The Australis didn't win a pistol. They didn't convert. Oh, no, I think they did win the pistol, and then they didn't convert, maybe. Um, and so you say, while it is okay to use map statistics to make individual bets on individual maps, at the higher levels, it's it's way overblown as far as the importance of what map comes out because so many teams do have five and six map Matt pools.
1: Yeah, that was kind of my thing when I watched the match last week with Team Navu. There was, you know, they were plus two hundred. I'm sorry, Matt.
2: I'm just gonna. It's it, um, Flash said it uh, yesterday. Okay, Habu. Like that. Habu. Habu, that's Habu. right. And uh, yeah, is, Habu. there's there's so many wacky names out there. It's, yeah, yeah. You have with the Finnish team. That's right.
1: Yeah. So when I watched that match um you know i started watching it and they were down 11 to 4 i'm like oh crap What we well, you know right. what's going on here yeah and uh, right. i saw this huge comeback on the first map and of course i just squirt my load a little early <laughs> and i thought that now i thought that was the entire match
2: right that's right and, uh, <laughs> and then
1: i remember texting cody and be like oh dude, <laughs> there's there's two more of these left and then they they lose the second round but then you know, I messaged you, and I was talking back and forth with you, and you had yeah. mentioned basically one of the reasons that you capped that game was because that third map there was no real data behind the team that they were going up against. Yeah, Can you talk a little bit about that.
2: Absolutely, that's a great question. So, with um, one thing that I identified, pretty—I mean, I've played Counter Strike since one point six. Um, which is one of the first iterations. I mean, you guys are probably about my age, so you're familiar with that game being around this long. Yeah. Um, and with the, the sides, you get very familiar to CT side being an advantage on almost every map. The reason for it is CTs get to hold the angles. It's a, It's a very basic way to look at it. But what it means is the terrorists have to enter into the lines of sight of this counter-terrorist so if they are not using their utility properly if players don't know which angles they're tasked with clearing the advantage is going to be to the counter very heavily even against a team with more firepower because they're not able to trade effectively they are too many man disadvantages so in spe- specifically talking about the mad lions versus havu match um mad lions just replaced their in-game leader And the IGL, in my opinion, is the most important player of any team, even in a team with Mad Lions where he was underperforming as far as his fragging or his kills, as we say. Um, And so I and then the the new in-game leader coming in. while I think he's promising and he's talented and probably can aim way better than the former leader uh, IGL. um, I knew that they had not had the time to practice those um, strategies on the terrorist side. So when we see an 11-4 CT half on Nuke, which was Havu's pick, we I was just happy that we were fortunate enough that they won the second pistol and we were able to see how weak the Mad Lions t- terrorist side was gonna be on Nuke. And then we saw it equally again on the third map on Train. Mm-hmm. What happened, You know, Havu puts up a nine to six terrorist side, which is, Train is one of the more CT-sided maps. And because again, choke points, long ranges for snipers to pick people off entering the sites. So if Mad Lions wasn't prepped on that very well, Havu, even though they're a worse team with less firepower, less uh, lower skill ceiling, um, Mad Lions hadn't put in the time to, um, I guess, shut uh, shut them down on their own CT side because remember in a best of three series with a new in-game leader You need to pre- repractice all seven maps or six maps And if Havu has you know their map pool a little bit more figured out coming in They already know where all their positions are they already know their strap book then so anyways We're going to train Havu ran over them in the first half nine rounds on Terra's side very good And then I think Mad Lions won the second pistol can't recall um and they ended up getting only like three or four rounds on their own terrorist side which is weak compared to a team that has less firepower than you so it played out almost exactly the way i was hoping it would and um havu was able to take advantage on the more technical maps of nuke and train yep yeah, that was a great call by you, really,
1: all around. Um, it was so fun to watch, too. It, it's, it,
2: it, it's, not, it's not a complicated game to understand, and I think that's the draw to this game, rather than Dota and League of Legends, just for instance, is I shoot the opponent, either I win or he wins, then it's a 5-on-4 four or 4-on-5, four and we go through that sequence until the bomb blows up or is... Um, um, and actually, on that note, um, this weekend I, uh, a colleague of mine um, sent me some links to some uh, other another esports title called Rocket League. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. heard about that one. Oh yeah. And I was thinking, for any football soccer vendors mm-hmm. out there, they are going to want to take a look at this game because it is fast. It's entertaining. It's it's you know it it's a bit of a. Um, uh, a mockery of actual soccer, but it, it's got some of the ad, as opposed to betting on uh, virtual sports at the sports mm-hmm. book, maybe they take a look. We could talk about that on another podcast, well, but well, uh, just yeah. to
1: touch on it briefly, I when yeah. I actually went to Montreal to dream hack just a couple oh, no a way. months ago. And Rocket League was, you know, really on show it's so one of the games and they put and, there, yeah. It was the crowds there were unbelievable. I, I could not believe what I was watching, and I thought it, yeah, at that time it was my favorite esport. Well, today um, there's
2: think, oh, go ahead, sorry, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think that Cody and I both come from kind of like a more Call of Duty side of you know background, so yeah. I think that CSGO for us is more up our wheelhouse right. versus a league yeah. of legends and a dota 2.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, that's why I think that that game kind of caught my eye too when I was watching it last week with Havu and and but yes, Rocket League is a fun fun game it looks like. I didn't like.
0: know I that was an played, e-sports game. it's yeah, it,
2: it, taken Yeah, it's but. taken off. Like today the European Invitational is going on. There's four matches up. You know, there's 12 different markets you can bet. Um I haven't bet it yet, but I was watching it on a YouTube stream and I just thought the simplicity of mm-hmm. the game allows people to get into it really quickly and understand the blue team versus the orange team, one team scores and then it's, it's again like Counter-Strike, the rounds are very quick. And so it keeps the, the viewer engaged as opposed to a Dota game where my girlfriend calls Dota the ant game or something like that because it's like you've got all these tiny little guys exactly. and you can never see what the hell's going on. Exactly. Like, what's spelled, exactly. you know? So with, with those games, you have to have played them to know what's going on as opposed to Counter Strike and Rocket League.
1: Definitely. Well, I think that we can probably get straight into it. We've got uh, about n- less than 90 minutes till post time, if you will, right now with this first map yeah. here. Um, we've got 4Z versus complexity here, yeah. and uh, complexity is minus 245 is what I'm seeing right now currently at five dimes. If you want 4Z, you can get two to one on your money, um, a handicap but, one and a half. And- oh, they are ha- offering yeah.
2: handicap over there okay cool because i've heard i've heard is that where you've been betting the uh, csgo so far is that five times
1: yes yeah okay because i've
2: heard mixed things sometimes they are offering certain matches on a tournament but they won't offer the other one so i don't know if maybe people just aren't checking back and then later up, do you see all three yeah. offered then today?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've got players. them all. So then, okay, yeah, cool. The thing with that, so yeah, you either do five dimes or then. So it, with my local, what we have here mm-hmm. is that we can get a pre-match money line with, but no handicaps. But Correct. right when the match kicks off live, everything is in play. So maybe <gasps> you know, maybe you should. That same for
2: you, Cody.
0: Yeah, same for me. I can only see the. I have the money line right now. When it starts, I can live bet the handicap interesting i wonder why they do it just to cut down on you know too many sharps busting them up or something no,
2: like that it's, it's,
1: it's still in such a new process i think here yeah uh, so it's just that but yeah and then when you touched on you know how popular this is getting you know pinnacle is one of the is the sponsor of these tournaments and yeah so, that i watched at least last week
2: yeah pinnacle sponsoring the flashpoint one um pinnacle has it has affiliation with um Face It, which is out of London, and Pinnacle's got some esports offices in London, I believe, or just they're somehow affiliated with Face It. And um, so the Flashpoint League, <clears throat> sorry, the Flashpoint League is, um, they, they're moving online at the moment. So there, was, there were supposed to be matches today. They've been postponed until the players arrive home, so maybe a week or so. Um, but Pinnacle is one of the original traditional esports books, in my view. They were the number one. Um, they they took their first esports back bet back in 2010, oh, which wow. was early, early for traditional books. Um, and I think it was StarCraft. Um, and um, then StarCraft went through a whole match fixing scandal, and mm-hmm. a lot of their community collapsed. They're still around, but that that wasn't the the dark times for StarCraft. They're starting to get a little bit better now. But Pinnacle has um, has done a phenomenal job of leading the way for traditional books and um, they are, they have so many markets up all the time and if you're ever wondering you know what where could my um, where could eSports go at my book like yeah five times if you go over to pinnacle right now they've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. 12, 13 different leaks being offered and this is wow during you know the the coronavirus stuff so yeah. you know this and and, and bet365 is doing a good job too bet online they're also doing a good job those are the three that i've, I've been sh- putting most of my volume through mm-hmm. i'd say early this year um but yeah. um i'm glad to hear you know books like five dimes and heritage and um Bookmaker, some of the other american books that um you know i i encourage people listening to to try to move to those some of these that i know it's offshores and stuff like that but we're in the age now where offshore doesn't mean there's a guy in costa rica who's going to run away with your money okay these are legitimate businesses um you know pinnacle is the standard for professionalism and Transparency in uh, bookmaking industry, so I, I don't want people to be thinking, no, no, no. I'd rather go through a local guy because a friend of a friend knows him. So I, you know, have some restitution there if something goes yeah. wrong.
0: Yeah, I think, Adam, I mean, <clears throat> kind of yeah, yeah. touch on that real quick. Like Matt, I know we we both used offshores for for years until this became illegal here in Indiana. I mean, easy. It's I didn't have any issues, never did. Um, you're right, and, just, and people I, say, "Oh, they're not going to pay you out
2: on time." Or, no, it's it's as quick. You know, it's two, three days, maybe maybe five days if it's yeah. different.
0: I wouldn't use Bitcoin. I would I would pull my money off with Bitcoin. It literally would take an hour and have my money. Yeah. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's the other thing is I know Bet Online is accepting. Was it Bet Bet accepting Bitcoin now? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they they all the sports books recognize that people want to have options. You know, so. E- including esports, including Bitcoin, including, you know, all of these deposit methods, they, they, I mean, they've always been pretty quick at letting you get your money into their accounts, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, no, that's great to hear. Yeah.
1: So I think that we can kick it on straight away though. Sure. I mean, yeah. we've got, we've got an hour and 15 till this one starts, but we've, so we've got three matches in this ESL pro league That's right. Today. What I guess starting off real quickly, which one is your favorite, Adam? Out of the three,
2: Matt. Come on, you've been <laughs> asked that question <laughs> enough times. You know you <laughs> must that question sometimes. Um, Okay, so <laughs> I've only I've only placed bets on one match so far, so okay. that's my favorite at the moment. Okay, why what, go? What like what, what? Will will this be up before the fours? Uh, complexity match? Do you think will this be online? It'll, it'll, be, be, it'll be really cool. Yes. Okay, be well, we to can we to touch make. on that then first. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Um, on so um, we've got Complexity, who is a North American um, European mix, uh, facing Force, which is a Russian organization and player uh, composition, and they're both competing in the Europe division. Um, complexity because they're majority European even though they're in a North American organization and actually on the complexity note I, I bring this up quite a bit because they are sort of a um, uh, lead uh, setting the standard for uh, support in eSports they were purchased by the Dallas Cowboys uh, like a year and a half ago I think maybe two years and their players train out of the same training facility that the Cowboys train in down it's not in Dallas it's just outside I forget the, the name of the yeah. location, um, but this it is world class. The, the what the facilities these esports pros get to use, and the team that is currently on Complexity was all picked up in the last six months because the um, the owner and uh, founder of Complexity, a guy named Jason Lake, was fed up with having these phenomenal. Um, basically pouring all this money in and seeing no results for their pretty much the entire time they've been a club with counter-strike global offensive. So what he went out and did is he he made a, a tweet that's become a meme now where he said, if you want to play for a top organization in counter-strike, contact me immediately. I want to build a juggernaut. And so that's become a bit of a meme because, you know, it, I don't know for a lot of reasons it would take too much history, but yeah. um, he, it, but To start off this year, Complexity has taken some huge scalps in Vitality and Astralis, who we, of course, just saw yesterday. They're both in the top five. Where you rank them personally is um, subjective. But Complexity took them both down 2-0 to kick off their season this year. Got everybody's attention. And fours have been sort of inconsistent hot and cold this year um based on both online and on land. On land, for those who don't know it just means lo- LAN stands for local area network and it refers to playing in an arena or a studio you're you know this is when if you used to hook up xboxes going over your buddy's house for a sleepover you have the LAN cable that you connect or the ethernet cable you connect to another xbox you're playing locally so it's a way of saying you know you know sure they're performing online but can they do it on land meaning can you perform when the stakes are higher, when your buddy's over there yelling in your face that you're a fucking noob, you <laughs> know, can, you, can you still get it done? I wanna get, hold on, let me just touch on that real quick because
1: I was watching <laughs> this match yesterday and there was some real shit talking going on and I was absolutely loving it. It was, yeah. um, maybe it was really? two days ago, I can't remember. The it, was the flash point I was it was the Flashpoint
2: one. It was the Flashpoint one, yeah, and, they're and in the my, studio. Yeah, it was. they were
1: huge underdogs. They were like six, seven to one doggies. And yeah, yeah they were up in the first round. It was like 14 to seven or it was something, it was something like that. They ended up coming, they ended up losing that match. But after every round, the the captain or whatever the team,
2: you guys are fucking terrible. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going
2: to, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) post, I'm going to post a sound clip from, it might've been smooly. I'm going to post a sound clip. Oh wait, that was the discord thing. Um, one of the guys in our Discord made a ringtone out of Smooya's yelling um, at the opposition. Smooya plays for um, Chaos, and it was—it might have been Chaos. Um, but but every team, every team is yelling um, at because that's what you do online. Because you want to get in their faces, you want to be loud, you want them to be—you know. know—tilted. So
0: yell at the other team. They sit yeah. there and talk shit to the other team right in their face. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, this I mean, goes back true. 20 years yeah. to
2: like bring your own computer yeah, would, to a yeah. to a, a a studio hall where you know you're playing on these old IBM shit with your elbow t- it running into your buddy and you know your opponent sitting right right in front of you there and you know talking
1: away Cody 15, 15 feet yeah,
2: away yeah 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 where about. where you can hear the callouts you're so close to each other and um no it's it's good people love seeing that because um, there's just such a you know all we can't you know we got to be polite to one another and good mm-hmm. sportsmanship yeah but when you're in the server when you're competing get in their head you know that. you know they talk about that being a thing that the nba players do you know religiously mm-hmm. because it does it, you know if a guy goes up to th- uh, throw free throws and you're in his head he's mm-hmm. going to joke it just these things oh, they yeah. mess up yeah
1: um, yeah, that was one of those times, though, where the shit-talking ended up backfiring in a big way. They ended up losing that first round in overtime. Oh, damn. That was that guy just talking all that smack, and then he got smacked back to the boondocks, as we know. Oh, that's,
2: I mean, that's how it goes. I They said um, – I remember with Gen G playing um, – they played Orglis. I think they played Orglis, a team called Orglis. Um, I forget who they played on Saturday, but um, Genji they were saying was really quiet, you know, be- until they got to you know that match point or they were about to win the map or whatever. Because some teams know they're the heavy favorite, some teams get you know tilted when the underdog is you know getting lucky rounds or dominating them, and so they qu- they don't say shit until yeah. they finally you know break yeah. up, and then it's like what. Oh, I know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they were super quiet the whole time when they were yeah.
1: getting all that in their
2: ear well, so th- this feeds so. into another difference between playing online playing online right so if some players do have inexperience or nerves playing online is going to help them playing in their own you know uh basement or their own you know bedroom or whatever um so anyway let's get back to uh forest complexity um so complexity start off the year are really good um but Firepower and force has been inconsistent as hell. They have a reputation as being onliners. The thing is, though, skill-wise, firepower-wise, there isn't a huge amount separating these two teams. Complexity has the advantage in firepower, and they've been gelling so far this year. But they're so short. They're too overpriced. So I'm going with the underdog here. I'm taking force plus one and a half. I took it at minus 145 at bookmaker, and... I took their money line at plus 200. Okay. And the reason, you know, if you want to play complexity, I would say play them. If you if you do have a, um, I know you said pregame, they only kind of offer money line. Mm-hmm. But it, live, if you can take them to win two to one, like let's say fours win the opening map and you can jump on complexity, that would be a, a recommended bet. Um, I just, you know, complexity, my initial lean was to take complexity to zero here. The problem is, price is only paying like plus 120 Mm -hmm. and this this is because of that oh look who complexity beat i'm really interested for the same reason i'm really interested to see the lines for astralis's next game and ninjas in pajamas next game because everybody's going to be saying well nip you know took down the best team in their group and it's round robin right um so you know nip nip can beat anybody now right and um we this is what i mean about esports just being inefficient with their lines i'm not saying the bookmakers don't know what they're doing i think the vast majority of betters don't and that's why it's been a profitable this has been my this has been my bread and butter for you know five years four years since i finished law school because it's year-round there's a huge volume of matches available and the lines are inefficient. So why wouldn't I spend so much time dedicated to esports? I was going to um, ask that. How how many units of profit did you win in
1: 2019? I remember looking at it a while back, and it was, I, it was yeah, nice. I, it,
2: it was really good. So um, CS:GO, I think it was 65 units uh-huh. last year. Um, I mean, I, I had a 30 wow. unit or 40 unit major early in the year. Um, with the, there's two majors each year. The first major, I had like a thirty-unit major, which you know, my, my I had a lot of bets down. I, I bet from the minor. The second major, I think I was down eighteen units, twenty units. So we do see that flux. But as a whole, it was a phenomenal year for CS:GO. Uh, for StarCraft, I had a fifteen-unit year. That was my lowest ROI. Um, StarCraft's been tricky last year and this year so far. Um, but again, tinkering with things and then Dota. Um, I think where did we end up see with Dota I do my calendar based on TI have you guys heard of TI uh-uh. no. okay so this is the Cadillac of esports tournaments okay this is this is not your average esports tournament the international had a 30 million dollar prize purse last year and it involves the top I think they had 18 teams in the world First place got what six million (laughs) dollars i mean they that you Mm -hmm. could play just that one tournament each year and then take the rest of the year off it's ridiculous money um but dota the international represents the culmination of the dota community so the amount of viewers they get the amount of investment sponsorship attention from the developer it's it's just the best esports tournament there is. The 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 content, the production value. Each year it's in a different location. Last year it was in China for the first time. This year it's going back to Sweden when it hasn't been there for ages. Um, so it it is the best as as far as the standard goes, it sets the standard for esports tournament, but it's also very unrealistic as far as I mean think about that prize pool i mean that's yeah. that's more than you're going to get at you know wimbledon right. so when you talk about um ti you, you want to end your calendar with that tournament because that's when the, the dota pro circuit ends their their calendar so i i ended mine in august and i i can't remember where we're at right now we're a little bit down i think we're down three units from october to today um, but that was off one most of one bad tournament just a couple weeks ago yeah. um, And that's and that's how it goes one, you know coming in if you have because because I do use a model if you have players uh, players or teams in a certain position in contrast to the field to who's there and They aren't performing or another team is overperforming it. It can throw a wrench into how things come. You have to adjust sometimes very quickly in a tournament Um, So that's why I love leagues like ESL pro league where teams aren't playing two matches a day for five days there, or maybe just one match a day for three days over a weekend. It's, you know, we've got a month of the same teams playing and we've got a round Robin where every team plays five best of threes in a week or two week span, where we're going to know exactly what the map pools are and where the price points are. And so it, you know, when you talk about formats, Pro League is a great example of how to get started uh, betting it.
1: So, so I wanted to ask too. So, when when do these teams decide the maps? When is there a is it like a coin flip kind of thing? Um, you know, right now it's it's about seven seven fifty in the morning here in the East Coast, yeah. uh, Eastern Standard Time, if you will. And you know, this is going to start at nine. When do they? When is that decided, I guess?
2: Um, sorry, I, I just saw a message in our Discord. Uh, there's a, t- a guy posted a, a Dota match coming up, uh, with a team called Chicken Fighters, <laughs> and it just sort of chocolates. <laughs> right. You know, there's some wacky, wacky team names out there, and I know a lot of people see the team name, and they think, this can't be t- being taken seriously, you yeah. know? Uh, but the team that won back-to-back TIs, the first team ever, is called OG. I mean, these these teams don't take their names too seriously. Ninjas in Pajamas, you know, was an eight to seven to one underdog yesterday. And you know, they still there's still the money is just as green. So don't yeah, get their, too their pajamas were stockpiled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry, okay, so map am um, one maps come out. Okay, so each tournament is different. Um with ESL Pro League, they post them on the website, I believe, about 20 to 30 minutes beforehand and what you can do if you want to get started betting it is you can look at the veto that comes out and then go over to the esl sorry go over to esl pro league website they'll have the veto done before the actual stream as the stream has it coming up as part of the production even though the teams already know it the books already know it um so you can go over to the website and see it there, or you can, you know, click on Bet365 about 20 minutes beforehand, even if you don't have an account there, and you can see the in, in the in-play betting, the live betting, they'll have the three maps posted at the top of the match page. Um, and if you can't find that, just message me; I'll show you where to find it. Yep. Um, and so, about 20-30 minutes now, as soon as those maps come out, the lines change. Now, a lot of people think that's because oh, heavy money comes in this is the right team now to bet based on the maps. No, the books adjust the lines. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's a huge misconception from, um, I mean, sometimes there will be some money that comes in and the books adjust. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but the moment the lines are known, or the books, uh, maps are known, the lines move every single time. um, And they move more heavily where you have the distinction um, uh, between teams on a particular map. So let me give you an example. Right now, you can you can pretty much know that uh, because the, um, the way the seeding works um, for ESL Pro League, the higher seed determines who gets to veto first. So that doesn't mean they have the first map pick. It means they get to decide whether they have the first map pick. Right. Kind of like winning the coin toss, deciding which side of the start of the field you want to be on, or do you want to be... Um, Having the possession of the ball first. Yep. Um. So if we go over to let's say Pinnacle and we look at ESL Pro League lines right now. Um. Sorry, I know this isn't probably too fun for anybody here, and you can cut this if you need to. But I, I just want to set this up. If you look at the handicap from Map One, um, for all three games today except for uh Big and Fnatic you'll see the same handicap line at plus three and a half for fours and uh, complexity. Okay. Okay. You'll have plus four and a half for North and not as sincere, but you'll have on map one, you'll have big plus three and a half and on map two, you'll have big plus four and a half. That's the only match today where the map difference is expected to give the the favorite team a whole round better of a result. However, when the match veto comes out, we will see, at, I'm sure of it, at least Forest Complexity, or not. Vincere move. So North, I'm expecting to move to a plus five and a half when the map comes out. And uh, the, the complexity line will move to a plus two and a half, or minus two and a half mm-hmm. um, on once their map is known for sure. That's what usually happens. And people will say, oh it's because they you know they're that much stronger than the map that expectation no this is why it's very important to try to guess the vetoes before it comes out interesting makes sense yeah makes yester- sense. yesterday yesterday yeah and and i'm not saying anybody who wants to wait for the veto is at a disadvantage it, it's a great way to know what you're betting um and feel more confident about it i guess it'd be the same as um what's it a good I guess in tennis, maybe knowing who's serving first, if you want to catch a better live price on the guy who's going to go down a game first and serve second, you can Mm -hmm. wait, that sort of thing. Um, But I I got a question yesterday, and I'm not going to name this person. um, His question was just along the lines of, um, you know, why are you taking Ninjas in Pajamas plus five and a half on map two as opposed to six and a half, which was six and a half was available at several books. The reason was they were minus 30, 135, minus 140 for that extra round. That's not value. Yes. You, you're better off with these dogs not buying an extra round to sell that round to go to five and a half, have it at even money. Because what happens if I go one and one? I mean, this is you, you guys are sports buddies, yeah. you already know this kind we of already thing. already know. but, yeah, but, but for anybody listening, going, yeah. you know, buying that extra round at 40, 40 cents is ridiculous and um so just keep in mind that you know plus four and a half is a key number for round differential because it gives you that overtime security you can't once you get to 12 rounds you can't lose by more than four rounds in a a match it's like getting to four games served in a tennis match you can't lose by more than two after that Correct. In that so set.
1: So four and a half is the key number for everyone out there that's looking to get into esports betting here. So we've talked about the first match here coming up at 9 a.m. Adam, you like the underdog here. Um at what it's four's, fours, and fours fours plus 205 is what I'm finding. And he also likes him on the handicap at that's plus right. one and a half. But, but I'm
2: not taking the map handicap. Matt just right. to be clear and the reason is we're going to have plus two and a half plus three and a half there's no specialty to that round if complexity wins they could win 16 16 12 sure they could win sixteen fourteen or 1917 but there's nothing special about the forest handicap here
1: so you um, of, handicap. just quickly do you lean over or under two and a half maps in total So that would
2: be an over two and a half probably okay. because I do think complex but again Again, the, another reason I don't play too many over two-and-a-halves, mm-hmm. you have to look at the team's advantage on the particular maps that come up. Yeah. So an over two-and-a-half isn't just a good bet when teams are close in skill level. It's it's a good bet when teams have distinct map pools, and you say that team is terrible on Mirage, that team's terrible on Nuke. Those two maps should come up because of okay. these teams' permabans so that's why it's a good bet. And I just want to add on that note um, yesterday, for example, Ninjas and Pajamas, you, people would have said, why take plus one and a half and not over two and a half? It's because for the times that Ni- the NIP team is outperforming or shows up or Australis doesn't show up on the server, you want the plus one and a half rather than the over two and a half because of the value. That would have just been a, a, th- a unit thrown away yesterday to take the over two and a half. Exactly. Uh, so uh,
1: yeah, you got to stick with your gut and you like playing the side a little bit more than the total in that exactly. In that exactly. So um let's carry on here to the second match where we've got I don't even let's let's give this one a go. Just call yeah.
2: it Navi. Navi
1: Navi, Navi taken on North.
2: That's right. And um, yeah, we've yeah. got
1: we've got a minor you know a big favorite. We're seeing a lot of these here, obviously, in esports, and um minus four forty. For Navi, we've, you know, if you want them on the handicap, minus 160 is what you're going to have to pay. And then we've got a, a posted total here of two and a half shaded to the under. Call me an esports expert, but it looks like a 2 0 to Navi. I don't know.
2: <laughs> so, so I, I spoke earlier. <laughs> That's all it takes, man. You could probably sell a package now as so, well. Um, just take all favorites, all minus one and a half, and uh, you're on your way. Um, <laughs> no, but going going back to my point that I was making earlier about Astralis, and uh, I mean, y- you have to say, so Na'Vi beat Astralis 16-5, 16-5, three weeks ago at Katowice, and they looked absolutely, you know, unstoppable. They then went on to beat G2. Earlier in the tournament, they lost a series against Fnatic. They almost lost twice versus FaZe. And you say, what is the real Na'Vi here coming in today? This is the shortest price I've seen on Na'Vi versus North, maybe ever. And similarly, they were a huge underdog against Astralis. The, my, my point is you, you can't buy into for too long. The This team is unstoppable. They will run over everybody. So... If you're seeing Navi at what minus one seventy you said it was. Um
1: yeah, I've got uh on the on the handicap for minus one and a half rounds, I'm yeah. Minus one sixty to minus one seventy, depending So you on can how get
2: it. so yeah, so the minus one and a half maps, you can get a pinnacle at minus minus one fifty. I think that's the best price I've seen. Okay. Um bet online has it, yeah, minus one sixty seven. Um, but I'm playing north here. I will be on north. I, I haven't placed it yet. Um But the reason being Navi is now at that point where it only took them looking like the best team in the world to get a number one rank to, you know, they dumpstered on the teams they played the final two days being Astralis and G2. But before that, they looked good, but not world beaters. And so what happened in those final two days? Well, they got good CT side starts. They have a great, uh, they have, you know, huge firepower. Uh, but they're capable of losing I, I the pricing makes no sense um, So I am going to be on north here plus one and a half and the money line. I haven't decided whether to Take north on the individual map handicap I think it'll probably go a one and one and then depending on the third map It, it doesn't look it five and a half. I would have loved Um so I'm just gonna pass on the individual map handicaps yeah. and stick to the plus one and a half and the money line. What so you, can,
0: you that? Uh, so bet three six five. You can get it at plus four hundred. I mean, I mean, and that's what I'm thinking too. Is like, why would you lay, you know, that kind of juice on it? You know, on, on, yeah. on I mean, exactly. You're, you're, you gotta win it two zero, and you're you're, getting, you're laying minus one sixty on it. I mean, why wouldn't you go with the dog, especially if you, like you said, you know you. Navi's obviously it looks like they're going to take a dip in form. They're 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 good. They for can't it.
2: be any better than what we saw three weeks ago. Yeah, let me put it that way. If if the Navi that you saw Dumpster Astralis, Dumpster G two is playing North today, yeah, they can 2-0 this game. It's the same way Astralis could have two zeroed Ninjas in Pajamas yesterday. Yeah. Upsets happen with far greater regularity. So what I want people to consider is. If we, if we examine what our probability here is for Navi, what, what did you say the line was at your book? Um,
1: I'm seeing plus 350 on North on the money line.
2: Uh, but for Navi, what was it? Navi minus
1: 440. Minus
2: 440 plus 350. So we're looking at you need Navi to win 82% of the time. Now, Navi can win – against North 82% of the time. But when you factor in, this is online, it's their first match after their top performance. North is a hungry team. And and I don't use hungry in the sense that, oh, you know, this team wants it more. No, no, no. I'm saying that North is a team that has had to put in more work over this, over this last month because they made some roster. I think MSL came back in over the break and... Anyway, they need yeah. to put in some work. They're going to be better than their last performance. Navi is not going to be better than what we see against Astralis and G2. Um, so It's kind of a letdown spot, if you will, potentially. It, potentially. Yeah. And even if it's not a letdown, like even if they do win 2-0, mm-hmm. I want to see Navi show consistently what they show beyond just one tournament. That is what, remember, people love to overreact off of one tournament navi becoming the number one team by the hltv rankings that's brilliant for this line because you know it shows oh who's how can north beat the number one team in the world um and i could just tell you how often these teams come back from land and you know they're back online they don't have the pressure of being in a studio with your team with your where you're shouting with the hype and now you're you know in your own bedroom you know it, the pressure, everything's taken down. So, this is this game means more to North. This this sort of period of um, non playing and North being average and losing against you know complexity or Fours or whoever they were playing against recently. It, it's it's a it's a period. Let me just see. Yeah, so they lost to G, they lost to Furya, they did beat Fours. Um, they've had just some mediocre results here, but. You know, if you look back at the North versus Navi head to head, and many of these matches do have some of the players playing today simple, electronic, um, MSL, um, AZ. Um, North owns Navi in the head to head, 10 to 5. Wow. And many, now Navi could be better than any of those previous matches, but are they? you know, this much better? That's the question. Similar
1: squads squads as what went up against one another then. Yeah, so
2: like I would say about three of the players are carrying over through some of those matches. The other point that needs to be said, North can look at the Navi map pool based on Katowice and say, here's what map we want to play Navi on. Here's what, because and Navi's permaban, everybody knows, is Vertigo. So North can say, we're going to really work this one fucking map. We're going to be, become as good as, you know, the top five team on it. And Navi isn't going to know what we have on it because we've been working it this past month and we haven't showed anybody yet. So that's an advantage of some of these underdog teams where the opponent, their favorite doesn't know their map pool because they don't play them. Yes. Um. And then North does play Navi. I mean, they played last year, they played uh, five or six matches, but so that's, we're just looking at it from a perspective of how can we find value? The value is not with Navi there. So, um, so all I've, I haven't placed anything on the North uh, Navi match yet, but I will be on North plus one and a half in the money line. Okay. All right. Dogs,
1: baby. (laughs) Yeah, a couple doggies to start us off here on a Tuesday. You have to love it. Hopefully they bark a little bit. And let's go to the last match, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard here. We've got Fnatic versus Big. Uh, Fnatic is the favorite, minus 280 on the money line. Um, A match handicap, you can get that at 1.5, and you can get a plus price on it at plus 115. And we've got a total here of two and a half, slightly shaded to the under at minus 145. What are your thoughts here, Adam?
2: My original, again, like the complexity match, I was originally, and what I do, I do this with all sports. You know, the night before, cleaning the dishes, whatever, like, chore I'm doing, take a look at tomorrow's lines, have a think about it while I'm doing some menial task, you know, in the shower in the morning or whatever it is, and just have a think about, ways this plays out just as a sort of theory thing in my own head. Don't look at any statistics. Don't look at form coming in. Just have a think about the players. What I think prior to looking at the model and what I thought again about this one was Fnatic 2-0. However, again, coming back to it this morning, Big has shown improvement in their map pool. They've shown improvement starting into 2020. And what happened with them was they had, I'm just gonna give a quick little backstory to the listeners. They had one of the best in-game leaders of all time, God B. This is a German squad, by the way, and he retired in the summer of last year, passed his the reins of the team over to Tabson, who was the star player of that team for a long time, for maybe two years prior, three years prior. And Tabson then had the role of not only continuing to post his good firepower numbers, but then leading the strategic aspect to it. And when that happens, when the you know the talent, the most talented player on your team is tasked with now calling, now being responsible for other players, going over strategy, well, they're not practicing their aim. They're worried about other things. They're not as focused on just going in and getting a couple headshots. And so we see a drop in big's performance. And by the end of last year, they had gone from you know mid twenties all the way down to 30th, almost 40th in the world. They've started to climb up again. They're now in the top 20 again because of the amount of matches they've been playing and how they've done so far. I I see them as able to take a map today at the very least. Um, As far as value, it's tricky. You know, it, it does... It does, there is value on the 2 0 for Fnatic if you go off of last year's numbers. But if you include big, what they've looked like at certain points this year, <clears throat> I think I'll be on the third dog here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: uh, the doggies are going to be barking away today. Well, the thing is, the
2: thing is, is we go 50% today. You know, if we hit one, if we hit exactly. two map spreads and one money line winner. We're in profit. Exactly. Or not yeah. um, match spread, sorry. So again, when when I look and I'm having like a losing, like over the weekend, I hit the Havu line and then I had a bad Saturday, a bad Sunday. I am down, you know, three and a half units hitting 30%. Yesterday I hit 70% and I'm up nine units. Yep. So a 50 percent or even forty to forty-five percent, which is what I usually tell people, if I can hit that forty to forty-five number, <clears throat> I'm looking at profit tournament after tournament. So yep, and that's based on the prices I'm getting. Yeah, look so,
1: at percent is now all we're needing. Yeah. Put some money in our pocket. And that's
0: a good feeling to have, you know. It is,
1: it's a great feeling to have.
0: Yeah, you just need one dog to bark and there
1: you go. I'm yeah. Good. You have That's a right. profit for the day.
0: <laughs> so I, um, th-
2: yeah, we, I think we're going to need to do another one of these. I don't know if you guys want to do another we, one we know, we here over the next month.
1: Yeah. There's going to be a lot of this. There's not going to be a lot of normal, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about normal. Maybe normal, not the right word, but you know. <laughs> Our, our favorites first, I guess here in yeah, uh, that's but hey our favorites are different from your favorites so that's what's so you know beautiful about it um you know I'd like to leave you with a question here before you recap some of your plays Adam you know just for the podcast with covid 19 on the horizon if you had one last meal on this planet earth what would
2: it be uh, okay it'd be it'd be one of two things. It would either be uh, a, a steak barbecue by my dad or, yep. or it would be this, um, this pasta dish that I can never recreate that my mom used to make. It's a very simple pasta dish. Um, you know, it's got mozzarella, tomato, olive oil, like garlic, but the, the, comp- the way she does it, it's just no one else can do it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, it sounds so simple, but it, it's like, Whatever temperature she does something at, and the amount of whatever she puts in, it's all just comes together, recreated. right? That's right. I, I just, it, it, you know, it's got that love, you know, a, a ingredient in it that I can't throw in myself. Um, but uh, it would be one of those two dishes if, I, and I can't choose between them. I, it would break one of their hearts. So uh, that would be uh, last meal on earth. I think. How about you guys? What, what was your uh, answer to that
0: one? Steak. Co- Steak. Bone and ribeye. Give it to
1: me. Bone and ribeye. I'd probably have to go with a slice of pizza, but. <laughs>
0: Classic. I can't <laughs> criticize that one. Yeah. <laughs> do, you a, do you have a favorite football team?
2: You're uh, talking oh, NFL. Yeah, well. It's, got soccer a funny team, st- sorry. Oh, soccer. Um, so I, I guess, okay, I get a lot of shit for this. It would be Chelsea based on who I've associated with and met in my travels. Um but I haven't watched one of the game for a while. My girlfriend was raised a Man City fan, and her dad and brothers are all City fans. Uh, and we're talking since the '90s, Man City yeah, yeah, fans, yeah, yeah. not since the glory days of Man City fans. Um, <laughs> when you know, when when you got shit on for being a City fan. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I live in uh, Nottingham though. So uh, yeah, I was gonna say you're, you said you're in the Midlands. And yeah, he... <laughs> I can I can hear when um, the county score. It's either is the forest stadium or the, I think it's the, not even forest stadium. Mm -hmm. When they score, I can hear it if I'm outside. Um, but that's a close fear. But, but yeah, anyways, I really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time to throw all these questions my way. And I hope we do another one. Um, because there's so much stuff we didn't even get to
0: today. Yeah, for sure. And, um, we let you go, go ahead and plug yourself. You tell us, tell me about what you do on SBR and, uh, plug your Twitter just real quick before you go yeah so
2: um in 2018 i was just uh contacted by um alex actually over at sbr about some esports stuff um and just just kind of coincidentally crossed paths he asked me if i'd be interested in doing some writing i'd been betting esports for you know three four years at that time and so i sort of thought you know and i was sort of told that uh SBR was going to be looking at eSports stuff and we're still kind of not there, but we're moving that way. We're getting, we're getting there slowly. Uh, um, but, um, so I've been writing over the uh, eSports stuff for them, uh, for about two years straight now, um, in CSGO, Dota and Starcraft. And then last year they said they needed a hockey writer. NHL has been betting for 10 years Hmm. and, uh, so started doing NHL writing for them. Um, Having having a good season. I mean, we we were really good. We've fallen off a little bit in February, um, and now we're not going to, of course, get to possibly see where we could have got. But um, had a good NHL season this first year that we we got going. Um, but you can find me uh, at Lock QWERTY. Don't ask me about the name. It's just a, it was originally just a throwaway account. Um, but uh yeah it's uh you can talk to me about esports ask me any questions there are no stupid questions in related to esports stuff don't be hesitant don't be shy I can answer probably anything you want to know in those three titles so um uh, yeah and and again I really love that you guys uh had this uh podcast on and and I really mean that I'd like to come back on and we can break it down even further whether it's matches or just General talking shit about esports. Yeah,
1: yeah for
0: sure. And if there I are any stupid questions, questions we'll yeah. be the ones to ask them. So to <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that we'd love to have you on, and I, I think that really it's the perfect time, actually, to have kind of uh, you know a month, you know, for the first month right now with what's going on in sports. I think it'd be great to have some basically episodes of just esports in a, in a sense, and um, just trying to give the listeners something to to think about.
2: There's just so, you know, like like we started off saying, I, I'm glad that we specified just talking about one today because, and we didn't even get to like a marginal amount of what we can cover in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, and that's how you have to look at esports. Can I get really good at one title to begin with? Like even if it's Call of Duty, Rocket League, Overwatch, whatever game has your fancy, try and find the data and the news and the player updates for that one as regularly as you can. And that's how you're going to find profit very quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, we do appreciate you, Adam, coming on. Um, Again, we're going to try to pump multiple uh, episodes out, you know, with uh, this strange break we're having. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Squids Picks, Matt Lawrence at Matt J underscore Lawrence. Thank you guys for listening and uh, have an excellent rest of your week.